You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Hi everyone, Annie here for Showreel, looking at the Australian film industry and moving image in general. Anyone who has been making documentaries or aspires to make documentaries will be interested in the program being announced today from the Australian International Documentary Conference, the AIDC. The annual event based in Melbourne and now running a hybrid conference with a live event also running simultaneously online, the event is just a fantastic opportunity to meet filmmakers, producers and industry decision makers at one place over a four-day conference scheduled for the 6th to the 9th of March. Today we're lucky enough to chat with Natasha Gadd, the Creative Director at the AIDC, for a background to the event. The Australian International Documentary Conference is something that uh, everybody in Melbourne and people who come to it are very excited about every year. It's it's, uh, fabulous. And you've just put out the... um, uh, the full program. Can you um, talk a little bit about, uh, uh, give us a sort of a sketch of uh, what's happening this year in March? Sure. Well, AIDC is an annual event and we put together a, a program of screenings and meetings for industry and incredible sessions featuring some of, you know, our finest documentary and and factual filmmakers from both Australia and abroad and we are an annual event that I think has been now going for 34 years and so um, it's an opportunity for our filmmakers to come together with broadcasters and uh, streamers and anyone working in sales and distribution to help try and facilitate creative and, and business outcomes for for films so that we get more more films up and more stories out there. I can say I've been several times and uh, as, a pers- as a media person who observes Australian filmmaking, and I'll have to say that I think this is one of the most exciting um, pieces of work. Uh, I mean, I think the AIDC is fantastic. Well, it's really a lot of filmmakers working in this space, you know, unless I guess you're in the big sort of documentary series or blue chip natural history, um, or formats, returnable formats. Most people are working fairly independently, and it can be really hard and take take a long time to get films up and to to get the financing, especially if you're thinking about independence of feature docs. And so, to have that one event dedicated specifically to sort of elevating and enhancing nonfiction storytelling and craft and business is really crucial. And 
each year we just try and work with new industry partners to help develop new pitches where filmmakers can get that support to really help them reach their budget and to help them reach their audiences. And, you know, alongside that, which is very much the marketplace, we also have, you know, 40 plus sessions that are featuring uh, in conversations and keynotes and masterclasses with some of, you know, the world's best documentary makers and thought leaders. And we're really excited this year that we uh, have four Academy Awards shortlisted uh, documentary directors uh, on on the uh, program. We have uh, Jonas Paul Rasmussen, who is the director of the Academy Award shortlisted uh, film Flea, which is the animated documentary. It's been doing the rounds and I think already in one year it's um, garnered over 50 awards, which is really incredible. Uh, we have a, a master session, craft session with Nanfu Wang, who's an incredible investigative documentary maker and her most recent feature doc in the same breath has also been shortlisted for an Academy this year. And we also have a new addition to our incredible um, lineup of filmmakers with uh, two Indian directors and producers who have made um, the feature doc Writing with Fire, which is another shortlisted, uh, nominated, short, shortlisted Academy uh, documentary. And so that's really great. That's with uh, Sushmit Ghosh and Rintu Thomas. Both directors will be joining us for a look at sort of investigative um, documentary making and how you balance creativity with integrity when you're looking at these kind of journalistic uh, approaches. So a really exciting lineup of, of global talent there. Yeah, yeah, that that is one of the things that's a standout about this particular uh, conference. You really do bring together some real star acts, um, but also that supportive quality. Um, and the uh, all-round nature of uh, from art to um, business, uh, and in fact, this year you you always have a theme, and this year it's bearing witness, and you go and then it goes into act, art, and impact, and so this is. Can you talk around how you've actually uh, that theme and the thematics and how it is, plays out in the actual conference? Absolutely. Well, I, I guess the idea for the theme bearing witness came from the fact that despite being in the midst of a global pandemic with, you know, borders closed and, and travel restrictions and, and whole countries in lockdown, that documentarians continued to innovate and adapt during this time to, to bring us stories from the front lines and the margins and to really create that sort of capture moments in time and take them to audiences across the world. And so, you know, we really thinking about the way in which, you know, a moment is in time is, is captured and then all of the various kind of ripple effects that happen from beyond that moment um, and all the different stages of creative um, business input that happens that might change that original pure moment that was, that was documented um, and, you know, sometimes substantially like the way in which Jonas uh, did for the direct the documentary Flea in which he animated all of those original scenes. Um, and, you know, looking at, therefore, those, those moments in time that have captured and, and sort of what impact they go on to have. And so we're looking at five different sub-themes 
um, one really strong strand throughout is on the record, which explores sort of investigative documentary and interrogation through documentary. We are looking at Truth to Power, which has sort of those films for change, uh, impact-driven films, um, films that really can shape the course of, uh, of our future. Um, Moments in Time, which is, you know, I love this sort of sub-theme. It's about looking at and celebrating those uh, more quiet, observed films that just sort of capture life as it unfolds before the camera um, and, you know, that they can still have just as big of an impact as a film that is about sort of some sort of global, um, you know, mass movement and, you know, whether that be through quite observational character docs or even factual series like Old People Come for Four-Year-Olds where we're just kind of like watching as things happen. We're looking at documenting history, um, so sort of moments of the present and archives for the future and really noticing how many filmmakers have been drawing on archives over this time when they haven't been able to film or travel. And, you know, we're seeing some really great archive-driven documentaries, particularly in the music doc space. Um, And also Future Visions, which is, you know, all the inventive new ways that documentary makers uh, are telling stories through new technologies. So, you know, VR, immersive uh, screen-based works and, um, you know, new directions in documentary, but also just around sustainability of our sector and regeneration after such a tough time for our filmmakers. Yeah, you know, it's one of the things that's a real standout is the uh, practical nature. So these sessions will be about particular films and filmmakers and they will be there to talk. But they are so generous, generally speaking, in sharing skills and observations and methods. That's right. I think that because most of them have, they all started as emerging filmmakers at one point. So I think they know how hard it can be and how kind of isolating and lonely it can be without that guidance and support. So they are really generous with their time. And I think they want to see, you know, that's that sort of paying it forward. If they've had mentors in the past that have helped them get to where they are, that, you know, they're all willing to do the same sort of thing and, you know, really provide that um, advice and connection and, you know, there's usually challenges along the way with making any film so they give insights into how they sort of worked around you know might be whether it's editorial feedback from some of the funders that can be challenging when you're in the edit or whether it's budgetary constraints or at the moment obviously when COVID interrupts the production all of that's really helpful for filmmakers to sort of you know learn listen and learn and, and get inspired from that knowledge. Well, it's funny, you know, because I I listened to the one that was about, um, uh, it was a while ago, but it was one of the music features and there was a lot of work that uh, was um, regarding um, uh, the uh, amount of uh, material that this particular focus of the documentary had made. And And the person talked about how they actually physically went through and selected material for the soundtrack and um, right down to the um, level of uh, spreadsheets and stuff. I just found that so remarkably useful for filmmakers. Absolute drill down detail. I wonder if that was a masterclass that I was doing with 
um, incredible Australian director called Alan Hicks who directed yeah, that's Quincy exactly right. Jones. The Quincy Jones. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, amazing, incredible process. Insight to process. He was a musician and he approached filmmaking as a musician would. So thinking about, you know, structure of the film in terms of bars and choruses. So really totally different creative approach. Oh, it was fantastic. I just found that so fantastic. Uh, I, it, it's so illuminating. And for filmmakers who are, who are doing the stuff at the moment, it must be invaluable. Now, the other aspect that's so amazing for real uh, working uh, filmmakers or aspiring filmmakers is, of course, the uh, business advice that you guys have. You've got a quite a remarkable producer that's uh, actually Ted Hope that you've got on who's going to be part of this particular conference? I know this feels like a very big coup. Uh, Ted Hope has made something around produced or been involved in producing 70 plus films throughout his career. And uh, he has, he has supported a lot of uh, emerging producers and and filmmakers. Um, He's been an executive producer on a number of, large projects. He's also been the um, the head of Amazon and is just someone who brings both that knowledge of independent, really gritty independent documentary making with the full business side of um, streamers and, you know, big uh, documentary series. And he also has a lot of experience across narrative uh, work as well and sort of straddles between narrative and documentary. But so something like that, you know, to have someone who can share insights into that sort of 40-year career and make, and 70 films will be a real, um, just a real privilege for a lot of the people in the audience to hear from him. Yeah, I think, I think this is remarkable. The uh, And I know that uh, we probably, there's a couple of things I want to ask you before I let you go. One of them is um, that it's a hybrid uh, uh uh, conference this year so obviously with COVID and also the fact that uh, it's in a funny kind of way uh, COVID has strengthened uh, things like conferences of this sort and, and uh, film festivals by uh, expanding to online forums. You've got an online section as well. Yeah, so what we've done this year is we've sort of developed AODC's first ever hybrid model, which means, well, it actually means triple the work. <laughs> to be honest, but it, it, it means that anyone can access AIDC from anywhere in the world. So um, this is obviously to, in, you know, increase, uh, you know, opportunities for people to uh, attend AIDC online, but also for those who want to and can travel to be able to attend in person, which I know people are desperate to sort of get together and reconnect with, um, you know, their fellow filmmakers after a few years of, of, of not having that and to be able to pitch their projects. But it also means that, um, you know, different circumstances might mean that certain people can't travel. Obviously our internationals won't be able to travel and, WA unfortunately probably won't be able to to attend in person, but it's a model that means that you know we can be accessed from anywhere by anyone, which is you know a really great thing this year. I think after after the last couple of years. Yeah, and mind you, being in person has got lots of rewards. <laughs>
calling all filmmakers. The ninth annual Setting Sun Film Festival wants your film. Enter a short or a feature-length film for the chance to see your work up on the gorgeous Sun Theatre screen in Yarraville. The Sun Theatre was voted one of the most beautiful theatres in the world, with up to $10,000 in prizes for winners. Entries close on the 31st of January 2022. Go to settingsun.com.au and enter your film now. The Setting Sun Film Festival is a 3CR supporter. Hi, um, my name's Maya Newell and I made a film called Gaby Baby and recently a film called In My Blood It Runs. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio. You're with Annie on Showreel. We're listening to a chat I had with Natasha Gadd from the Australian International Documentary Conference, the AIDC, which is scheduled for the 6th to the 9th of March. You can now go to the AIDC website for full details of its full program, which it announced today. You also have uh, uh, initiatives and awards, and this is a very important section for working filmmakers, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. So the last few years, we've been working really hard to develop new initiatives with our industry partners. So, you know, what we like to do is speak to them, find out what it is that they're looking for. So it might be Getty Images or it might be uh, DocPlay um, streaming service and also the Post Lounge, which is a production company, post-production company. And we work out what it is that they're looking for and we sort of facilitate an opportunity for filmmakers to pitch to them and that there is usually some sort of like, um, you know, development money or post-production prize. And it just is a, a way for filmmakers to get more support for their projects through our industry partners. And with Getty Images, it might be access to a whole lot of archives um, and a licensing deal. So that's really important. And then this year we'll be hosting the second AIDC Awards. So we um, launched our inaugural awards in 2021 and we have six sort of categories recognising uh, excellence in documentary and factual storytelling and craft. And it's the only sort of documentary awards in, in Australia. And I think that's also really important to uh to, to really sort of showcase the best talent that we've had each year. Yeah. There's a whole lot of other things too, like the marketplace and this Cut to the Chase, which is a curated pitch meeting meetings program. You've got a deadline, which is Sunday the 30th of January coming up. Um, but it's uh, I've, I've seen this in practice. This is really helpful, I should imagine, for people who are, who are in the process of making a documentary. Yeah, that's right. So we have an incredible industry manager, Danielle McCarthy, and she literally looks at, well, she's the one that will bring in all of the incredible buyers from the streamers and the broadcasters to the distributors and the sales agents. Uh, she gets to know what it is that they're looking for, what their platform is, what they're looking to commission, um, you know, short features, series, you know, genre, um, so if it's like natural history or if it is arts, she'll kind of get a sense of what they're looking for. Filmmakers submit to Cut to the Chase, which, as you said, closes on Sunday the 30th. And she will sort of curate meetings between those producers and the buyers or decision makers who are looking for content where there's a good fit. And each producer, it's sort of like a speed pitching type format where each 
producer has 15 minutes to um, pitch to the buyer and they might show them a trailer and the buyer has all of their information in terms of their the sort of the synopsis and what they're looking for and finance plans and and we see a lot of films kind of have their early, early stage meetings at AIDC and years later go on to have them released and, and that's something that we're always really proud of. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. Uh, the whole the whole event is remarkable. Um, and like I said, you've uh, just uh, put out your um, full program. Uh, and of course, you want to tell people how they can actually buy tickets um, and, uh, and find out more about AIDC. Absolutely. So, you know, we we are a very much sort of like an industry focused event, but we also welcome um, people who don't have films that they're making because there are so many sessions that if you're a you know got a thirst for knowledge and an interest in in craft and documentary, then there's still lots of sessions that you'll be able to enjoy, as well as some screenings that we're putting on with Acme, um, and that that will feature films from our guests. So you can jump on to aidc.com.au and you'll see the full list of sessions and speakers and screenings. And, you know, if, if you're interested in just sort of getting a taste of AIDC, we have day passes so that you can, you know, come and have a full day of incredible sessions and screenings. Yeah, it's really quite a remarkable. And, of course, they can go online. The screenings program is really fascinating because, of course, it does give people the opportunity to see some remarkable documentaries and to uh, hear a Q&As with the, um, uh, the makers, which is, you know, uh, always a pleasure, isn't it? Absolutely. So this year we're really just focusing on some of our guests. So we've got four screenings with Q&As. Um, we'll be screening Eva Orner's Burning, followed by a Q&A with her. She's been working overseas, but she's Australian and has, you know, received Academy and Emmy nominations um, for her films Taxi to the Dark Side and Chasing Asylum. So that'll be a really exciting session. And Nanfu Wang's In the Same Breath, which is the Academy shortlisted film from this year and followed by a Q&A with her. Tiraki Onus, who's the director of Ablaze, which follows his grandfather, who's an Indigenous, uh, what he thinks is the first Indigenous filmmaker, and also Under the Volcano, which is um, Gracie Otto's and Cody Greenwood's incredible music documentary, uh, followed by a Q&A, and we'll get some insights into how they secured interviews with some of the you know, world's most famous singers of the likes of Sting and, and Elton John. <laughs> that, yeah, well, that's, of course, uh, that would be a great skill to be able to do, isn't it? So it's all happening <laughs> on March the 6th to the 9th. So people have got enough time to go online and have it ch and check it out. And it really is. I think the AIDC is one of the best things that comes out of Melbourne every year. That's lovely to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking time to talk to me. My pleasure. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye. That's it for Showreel this week. Next week we hear about a film that is about to open in cinemas called Here Out West, which opens the door to the stories of people living in Western Sydney. Until then, keep safe. Talk soon. Bye for now.
Listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.